This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Here at the Brilliance Plus Passion Project, we connect with people who make the world a better place by being part of it and by their contributions to it. Sometimes the folks that I have on this show are people I've known for a long time. Sometimes they are folks I've connected with on social media and have really just never had a chance to sit down and have a chat with before. And that's one of the reasons I do this. And it's one of the things that brings me so much joy. And there's somebody I've been interacting with on Facebook for well nigh a year now. And I really was thinking, it's about time he and I had a little chat. His name is Everett Farnell. And let me tell you a little bit about him. He's known as a direct mail guy. And what he does is direct response copywriting consulting, specializing in helping businesses use the power of direct mail to drive profits. So I'm halfway answering question number two, so I don't want to go further. I want to give Everett a chance to put in his own words. Let's just get started. Everett, for now, come on in. Welcome aboard. Weather's fine. Let's do this. Big times, big money. Hey, how's it going, Adam? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Heck yeah. So question number one is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and the world at large? Well, because, you know, uh, uh, there's an old Gary Halbert story that says, uh, or old Gary Halbert saying that says, the answer to all of life's problems is a good sales letter. And the implication of that is that uh, being able to generate funds, being able to generate money is always of uh, it, it makes your life better. Now we all can say yes. I know that that money is not everything, and we want to have great relationships, and we want to live a nice life. And I agree a hundred percent. And and I live my life while if, uh, I live my life with a lot of other things as important. But the fact is that money makes everything easier. It makes your life easier. The biggest uh, the biggest source of uh, uh, of stress in marriages is lack of money. The biggest source of stress in life is lack of money. Now, I'm not saying that you got to have 10 bazillion dollars, but you know, making two, three, you know, clearing two, three, four, five hundred thousand a year, so that you have enough to invest, you have enough to secure your life, uh, uh, an old age, a retirement, so that you have enough 
to pay all of your bills without a bunch of stress, there ain't nothing wrong with that. And if you can no do that, you have a happier marriage, you have better friendships. And, and, and I mean, I don't mean to sound like a jerk, so, but, but the fact is that you, you get, you get access to better people, yes. um, arguably more ethical people, certainly more people who have achieved more. So if there certainly is a point of diminishing returns. Um, I'm not the guy who wants to be a billionaire. Of course, when I was in my 20s, I want to be a billionaire. No, 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 no. I don't want to be a billionaire. I don't want to work that hard. But I do want to have a very healthy income that will allow me to um, uh, that will allow me to live a nice life, have a good relationship with my ex-wife, have a good relationship with my children, make sure all my bills are paid, make sure I have money in the bank, make sure I'm not, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure I can help the friends and family, the people around me who I love. And uh, and I think that when I can help other people get to that area, it makes their life better. And, you know, there's a there's an old, an old Michael Jackson song that's a, that that implies if you want to make the world a better place. As a matter of fact, he outright says, if you want to make the world a better place and you start by looking at the man in the mirror. So each exactly. individual person, if you can make each individual life better, uh, then you are making the world better a, a micro step at a time. So that's, that's how I feel about, about my work. I really love it. Well, I, and I can see the passion in what you do. Uh, just two quick points. Uh, anybody who follows Bar Rescue or any of other of John Taffer's ventures knows that one of the key things he focuses on when he's rescuing a bar or a restaurant, whatever he's working on, is increase the revenue. Cash flow solves a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And then there's a saying that I have. Uh, money can't buy you happiness. But I would rather cry behind the wheel of a Corvette cruising down the freeway than on the back of a bicycle during a rainstorm. <laughs> well, and and uh, to put it another way, there's an old saying that says, I've been rich and I've been poor and rich is better. Right. Okay, so I introduced you as a, um, as a direct response copywriter, and uh, I shared a little bit more uh, about your consulting and the power of direct mail. So... Anything else that I missed there? Anything else to add under the question? What do you do? Um, you know, I think you pretty much uh, you pretty much tagged it all. I'm uh, I I run a direct mail uh, I run a direct mail business, uh, and then I also do the consulting and copywriting. So, uh, you know, we we do all forms of direct mail for local service businesses, and really, that's I mean, to be honest with you, that's really where my heart lies because you know I've had huge clients. I've done writing projects for clients who are some of them hundreds of millions of dollars a year in sales, and you know, billion dollar valuations and all kinds of stuff, and that and that's fine. But when I can really, you know, when I can really make a significant difference to a local business, even a successful local business, but I can really make a significant difference to them, uh, you know, sometimes a million dollars a year in in revenue to a local business is life changing. A million dollars a year to a company that's already doing two hundred and fifty million a year is nice, and they appreciate it. But it's just yeah. you're just another guy working with them. So yeah, yeah exactly. you really, I, I really like working with local businesses. Absolutely. So I just wanted to mention one other thing from earlier before we get into the lightning round here is uh, I, um, you know, you mentioned, you know, you know, when you're young, going to be a billionaire and everything. I personally don't have mansion needs. In fact, uh, I live in an apartment. Uh, I have no interest in buying a structure because what actually matters to me more is flexibility and mobility. I'm in the process of looking for a new place right now. 
and I'm actually looking for something with fewer square feet and fewer rooms. The reason why is very simple. A different size unit is what I'm looking for right now. And, oh, boy, that could be a mm-hmm. double entendre. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but the, point, the point being is they say that when you're wealthy, you got to have a mansion and all this. You know what I want? I want – it's my show so I can say it. I want fuck you money. I want to know right. that I can enjoy doing what I want to do. I want to work doing the things I enjoy doing. And I want to know that I can uh, experiment with things in business. And, hey, if it doesn't work out, I still got a billion dollars. Or if this marketing campaign doesn't work out, I got more money coming to fund the next one. It's going to get me my clients, whatever it takes. And uh, the flexibility to uh, give back and the flexibility to invest in experiences rather than things. I'm a minimalist and an essentialist. See, I, I, the one thing that I spend stupid money on, and and you know, you could probably go through, and I, and I'm not saying that I'm the thriftiest guy in the world. I, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stuff I go out to eat on a regular basis, and mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of different ways that I could really save a lot more money. But the one thing I spend stupid money on is I like having a big house. I drive a five year old yeah. pickup truck. I have no interest mm-hmm. in a. You know, I know the Lamborghini or a Bugatti mm-hmm. and they're beautiful vehicles, but I'm also, uh, you know, I'm also five, nine and weigh 330 pounds. I just don't fit in them. Uh, you know, so <laughs> I, I just don't have any interest in those vehicles. They're beautiful and good, good for people who have them. But the one thing I like is a big house. I like to live in a house that has five bedrooms and, and sprawling and, and, uh, it's just my thing. I think it's because yeah. I grew up a significant portion of my childhood was spent in a single wide trailer. So I think that's yeah. why is that, you know, now I like to live in a house that that trailer would fit inside, if that makes sense. I grew up in a nice house uh, surrounded by people who drove shitty cars. Right. So maybe that's why there, there could be something to this because of patterning. That sure. I don't care as much about where I live, but I got to have a nice, fast car. Right. See? I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say what I drive, but let's just say it's real nice and it's real fast. Right, right. Okay, so yeah. And, 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 and the reason I can't say what I drive is because I live in an apartment. People might find it. <laughs> so now now here's the thing is that um, – uh, and here's the important part. We talk, you know, you go back to money is that everybody has their thing, and it's nice to have the money to be able to spend on your thing. Exactly. So let's uh, get back to your business here for just a minute. Uh what are a few of the frequently asked questions that people in general have when they're asking you about what you do or working through their decision to invest in what you do? Uh, well, it, the biggest thing is that people with direct mail is people are scared of making the investment. Uh, you know, they're scared of spending. Well, but on Facebook or on on Google, it's I don't pay unless I get a click or I don't, you know, and uh, that's the biggest hesitant. I mean, that's kind of I know it's not a specific question, but that's really the the bit that people are worried about. And what what a lot of business owners don't understand is that you want to be in a place where you are competition as competition free as possible and for virtually Every single niche, subculture, micro niche, there's somebody selling something on Google, somebody selling something on Bing, somebody selling something on Facebook, somebody selling something on Instagram. You're never really in a competition-free zone. But over the last several years, say 15 years or so, 20 years, 
the amount of direct mail that you get is, is whittled down and down and down. And now it's just the big companies trying to get you to get a credit card and the occasional yeah. local business doing something. So you can be in a virtually competition-free zone if you do a mailing. And here's here's a couple of things people don't understand most of the time. Number one, nobody knows that you're mailing something. Everybody can follow you online. I mean, there's services that you can subscribe to where you put the name of a company in and it tells you everything they're doing online. I mean, every uh-huh. every ad they're running, every funnel they have, what they're using to do the, you know, are they using click funnels or this one or that one or the other one or whatever, how they're making yeah. it, what their website base is. The, everything is transparent. You can mail something for years and your competition will never even know you're mailing it unless you mail it to them. Yep, and then they'll exactly. only know, you know, and then they won't know that you're mailing it for years. They'll just think you mailed it one time. Um, so you work in relative anonymity. Um, and, and also this may be of interest for some people, although I don't advocate doing anything that would get you in trouble. Uh, the regulators also aren't looking at direct mail because there's nowhere really to look. Um, uh-huh. you know, unless they happen to get a piece of the direct mail in the mail, uh, you know, if they're not getting complaints, they just... You know, they they don't bother with it. So, I, I mean, there's just there's so many advantages. It's competition free. A direct mail piece done well is is going to get you uh, is going to get you. It's going to get you a profit, um, maybe a profit on the front end, certainly a profit, mm-hmm. depending on your business, certainly a profit when you factor in uh, repeat sales and this kind of thing. Um, it's a, uh, it's an amazing way to get in contact with people. It's relatively anonymous. And here's yep. another thing that a lot of people don't give don't it, a lot of people who have not been in business very long don't give credit for, but it lasts. The shelf life yes. of a direct mail piece could be five years, 10 years, 15 uh-huh. years. The shelf life of a Facebook ad, a Google pay-per-click ad, et cetera, et cetera, might be 15 days and, and it starts falling off, but certainly exactly. a few months, you yep. know, but you can mail the same piece for year after year after year after year, you're really creating a marketing asset. So exactly. uh, that's so that's the biggest question that people give is, well, but you know, I gotta pay uh-huh. and the better. But that's that's what I explained to them is look, you gotta you gotta look at all these things that are happening with yes, on on you know, in this other medium, you only pay a dollar, five dollars, eight dollars when somebody clicks on the ad. You know, whatever. I know it varies. It's all over the place. It depends on yeah. niches and competition and all that. But over here in the direct mail niche, yes, you've got to pay up front. You've got to pay the post office up front. They don't bill you. You got to pay for the printing up front. But yeah. the returns on that are so much better. Exactly. Exactly. So um, we're going to run a little long on this one. Uh, we uh, need to catch up here a little bit. So uh, I really appreciate that revelation you gave us that right there if there's nothing else our listeners catch catch that about direct mail uh so moving forward just real quickly what are a couple questions you wish people would ask um how can i spend more on direct mail (laughs) (laughs) how can we mail more pieces (laughs) yes that's a good one um anything else yeah um no i i yeah i I mean it's i Again, this is not a, a necessarily a question, but I wish more people 
understood. Well, part of me says I wish more people understood the power of direct mail. The other part of me says I'm glad not many people do because it means the people I work with, I can get fantastic results for much more quickly than I would be able to otherwise. So there's it's you know, it's kind of back and forth. One hand, I wish, you know, the the altruistic part of me wants to see business owners and entrepreneurs do better and make more money and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the the side that's a little more selfish says, eh, well, you know, but my clients are, are doing way better because nobody else is doing it. So, you exactly. know, it's kind of a kind of a balancing act there, I suppose. Exactly. So let's shift gears here. And this is the part where we have a little bit of fun and just learn a little bit about Everett that uh, makes him more human and helps us to see each other as people. So uh, first of all, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? Um, it's one thing. Probably it, people who don't know me closely, but people who know me online, that kind of stuff, they'd probably be surprised to learn that I'm extraordinarily sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get reclaimed at movies at the drop of a hat. I, I'll, I'll get choked up. My kids laugh at me because we'll watch <laughs> a movie that's, you know, I forget about it. The Lord of the Rings at the uh, Theoden's uh, King Theoden's death scene. It's been mm-hmm. 25, 20 years. That movie's out 25 years, whatever it's been. And, uh, and I still can't watch it without getting a knot in my throat. So yeah, that's probably the, uh, uh, you know, that's probably, just thinking about it now. I get a little knot in my throat, and that's that's yeah. probably a, would surprise most people. Okay, yeah. Uh, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? I don't really care, honestly. Okay, that's cool. Um, and uh, and so let's skip on to the next thing. Is if you could go back in time and change one thing you've done, one thing you've experienced, one thing that happened, what would it be, and why? Nothing, because the way my life, because if you're familiar with the concept of the butterfly effect, you change one thing and it can it can radically change the course of your life. But it's such a small thing. It doesn't even seem like, well, I, I would not risk changing the life that I have in any way. Now, if I could go back in a vacuum and like, see what would happen, that would be interesting. There's all kinds of things that I would look to see what would happen. But if, but I would never go back and change anything for real. Yeah. Um, that if I were to make a spreadsheet of all the answers to that question, over a hundred people been on this show, that's going to be your number one answer with a bullet. And and, uh, sometimes you see on social media, these memes, uh, would you like to have $10 million or to be 20 years old again, but with the knowledge you have now, and I say, give me the $10 million because if I go back, I can't guarantee I'll be here right now. Right, right, yeah. For the butterfly effect. Uh, what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? Hmm. You have to give me a second on that one. I, 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 know, okay. we, I know we don't like dead air on the podcasts, but... Uh, <laughs> no, 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 this uh, is real. You know what actually comes to mind? And this is kind of this is this might be kind of silly, but I, I maybe it's just because I watched something on him the other day. I would love to uh, to meet Frank Sinatra, and I and I'm not uh-huh. a huge Sinatra fan. As a matter of fact, I grew up in the '80s. I'm a hair metal, you know, hair band metal guy. Oh, the '80s here too, yeah, but, yeah. But um, but I'd love to meet Frank Sinatra because one of his one of his quotes intrigues me, and uh, he used to say uh, he used to say that if you need more than a microphone and a spotlight, you're a chump. Yeah, that's something. I, I see where you're coming from with that and why you would uh, resonate with that. So what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? Um, 
Okay, so so here's a, here's a trick I play on myself. It's funny because I it, I just thought of it when you asked it. I have a uh, I have a little trick I play on myself. So I figure that from where I'm at in my life to where I want to be in my life, everybody, no matter who you are, if you're a similar place I'm at and you want to go to a similar place I want to be, there's a certain number of challenges that you're going to have to overcome. Me, I'm going to have to overcome them. If you're in the same position, whatever, no matter who, what's going on, everybody in the world has a certain number of challenges they need to overcome if they want to go from where I'm at to where, you know, where I'm at relatively to where I want to be relatively. So when things are, when it just seems like everything is going wrong, I just remind myself, the only reason I'm hitting so many challenges so fast is because I'm running faster than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, um, I'm going to share the gift you have for our audience, and I previewed it, and it's awesome. I'm going to do the sharing for you. Okay. But in general, final question for you is what one action would you want our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this in the next couple minutes? Go watch that video because we are headed <laughs> into some – well, seriously, we're we're headed into some tough times. And I know it's a 45-minute video or 40-minute video or something like that, but we're headed into some tough times, and I have done business through several recessions. and. Uh, uh, I've been very successful. Matter of fact, uh, the first real appreciable amount of money that I ever started making was just after the 2008 recession. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, I, I'm quite serious. Go watch that. It's not something that I learned in a book. It's something I, I figured out from deconstructing my experience going through recessions, selling stuff and selling in recessions back in 1999. I had to get out of the business I was in. Uh, you know, the 2008 recession was the first time I started making some real money was during the recession when everybody else was crying foul. I was, you know, I was raking it in. So, and I've learned a little bit every time. And, and, and I promise you, I've learned from that time. I learned from the mistakes that I made there. So I'm just looking forward to this because I guarantee you, you know, you mentioned fuck you money. Uh, when we come out of this recession, by the time everything gets uh, gets back to level, gets back to where you want to see it, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm going to be drinking margaritas on a beach somewhere, hoping that uh, my former clients are uh, doing okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, all right. So let's wrap this up here. Um, and here's the gift. Uh, in the show notes, you're going to see that Everett Fornell has a YouTube channel that I'm that I put, I'm putting in the show notes. It's awesome. Uh, he has a lot of great videos on there, but the one I really want you to focus on, and this is the gift for you today, it's called How to Survive and Thrive During a Recession. And in the section where it mentions the guest invitation, there's a direct link to that video. See, what's going on here, and I think Everett covered a lot of this, is uh, there are seven ways to survive and thrive in a recession. We know the economy is not doing well. It's not a secret. But with the information that's in this video, which I'm going to have to watch now, you can design a plan to thrive over the next few years while your competition is dying on the vine. So again, go to those notes. Because it's a YouTube link, I'm going to have a hard time spelling that out. Just come to www.brilliancepluspassion.com and check yeah, you, out this and check out this interview. And with by that, the way, you need you need the direct link, Adam. You can't go to YouTube and search it. You have to have the direct link. Aha! Well, then I'm glad I mentioned that there is an invitation section in the show notes. That's what you click on. Everett's letting you know that it's a private video that is available when you have the direct link. So in addition to all his great public videos, this is one that's just for you and other select invitees for being here on the Brilliance Plus Passion Project. With that, Everett Fernell, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me, an education.
Well, thank you. I've had a great time. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Thank you.